almost forgot I was a Baptist. Hallelujah. It's all right. The Christian people can have fun. Amen. There's a covenant sweet It was written for me It's a promise that I could be From all my sin and my shame Even heartache Signed and confirmed on you. So I rest my case at the And satisfied Oh, I have it all So I rest my case at the cross Don't feel sorry for me when you see I'm in need, there's a touch who grants mercy and love. All my burdens he lifts, all my sin he forgives, and every trial. Satisfied, oh, I have it all. So I rest my case at the cross. In the cross, in the Sweet. 
justified. I have been satisfied. chapter number 19 it'll be on the screen if you got a bible that is good i encourage people to look along in the bible but if not for those that maybe not have it or didn't bring it today or whatever it'll be on the screen there for you in just a second look at uh, john 19 and we'll read first three verses and i'm gonna skip down Uh, I should read the whole chapter, but for time's sake, look at verse number one. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers platted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put a purple robe on him. And said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. And verse 14 says, and it was the preparation of the Passover in about the sixth hour. He said unto the Jews, behold, your king. And they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he he him therefore unto them to be crucified and they took Jesus and led him away and he bearing his cross went forth into the place called the place of a skull which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha where they crucified him and two other with him one on either side or either side one and Jesus in the midst and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the, and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not the, the, the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I've written, I've written. Verse 23, then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts. To every soldier a part and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said, therefore, amongst themselves, let us not rent it, but cast lots for it. Whom shall it be? that the scriptures might be fulfilled, which said they parted my raiment among them and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things therefore the soldiers did. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day. Besought Pilate that their legs might be broken 
and that they may be taken away. And then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, every time, every time you read passages like this, Lord, it pulls at our heartstrings. God, to know that the God of heaven came to visit the sons of men. Lord, I pray, God, for the next few minutes that you would steal the hearts and minds of the people. And, Lord, you know me. You know me better than I know myself. You know I love to joke and have fun. But, Lord, when you come to places like this, it's a serious time. So, Lord, I thank you. I don't know who's listening to me today. I don't know who's listening by way of Internet. I don't know. Lord, you have to do all that. The Holy Ghost has to do all of that. And the Holy Ghost knows who's saved and who ain't and who knows you and who don't. Lord, I'm just going to do my part, what you told me to do, and you do the rest. And, Lord, we'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Here in the text that we read in John 19, we see a very familiar story. You've seen probably movies on television, The Passion of the Christ. They did a, a great uh, depiction of the crucifixion and a very vivid picture of the crucifixion. But ladies and gentlemen, when I see this and I see the scene opening right before where we read, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he knelt down under those great olive trees and he was kneeling there and he was praying and he was looking into a cup. And in that cup dwelt all the sins of the whole world. He looked in that cup and he saw the sins that you did yesterday. He saw the sins that you're going to do tomorrow. He saw the sins of Adam and Eve. He saw the sins of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He saw all the sins of the whole world and he looked in that cup and he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, I know them people can't save the self. I know they can't get to heaven on their own. But Lord, if there's no other way, I'll drink this cup. Whatever your will is, I'll do it. And he drank that cup of sin. There was no sin in him, but there was sin on him. Shortly after that prayer, he began to sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. And all of a sudden, there's torches and lanterns. They're headed his way, led by a man, one of his good friends, Judas Iscariot. Walks up and leads that army up to the Jesus Christ, kisses the face, the door to heaven. And within 12 hours, he's crawling the walls of hell. They took Jesus and they put him under arrest. They took Jesus and they took him uh, before a fellow by the name of Annas. Annas was the ex-high priest. Five mock trials Jesus goes through. And they go to Annas, the ex-high priest, uh, and they couldn't find anything wrong with Jesus. Then they sent him to a fellow by the name of Caiaphas. Caiaphas was the present high priest. Uh, and he couldn't find anything wrong with him. And they said, well, we're in Roman territory, so we need to carry him before a fellow by the name of Pilate. And they took him before Pilate, and Pilate says, I find no fault in this man. He says, 
He's out of my jurisdiction. Sent him down to Galilee to a fellow by the name of Herod. Herod looked at him and says, do you say, they say you're the son of God. Uh, are you? And he spoke not a word. Herod made fun and they did all of the things that they do. And then he said, well, I'm going to send you back to Pilate. Couldn't find anything wrong with him. Got back to Pilate and for five mock trials, Jesus goes through in the middle of the night. Five mock trials and Pilate says, I don't know what to do with him. And so Pilate said, well, I tell you what, let me see if I can satisfy the crowd. Let's take him to Gabbatha. Let's put it, take him to the place of the pavement. And they took the cat of nine tails. In this cat of nine tails, nine leather straps woven with sheep bone, metal balls, glass, everything. And so when they put those stripes on, not only was it just like a whooping from a belt from your mom or dad, but it was it dug in and pulled the very skin off of his back. Blood begins to go to the ground. Cat of nine tails, 39 stripes. And they take him back to Pilate, and Pilate put a purple robe on him and a crown of thorns on him. He says, hey, behold, your king. The people said, we have no king but Caesar. He's not our king. We have no king but Caesar. And they took Jesus and they said, what do you want me to do with him? Pilate said, and they said, crucify him, crucify him. Away with him, crucify him. So they took Jesus and made him carry his own cross up to Golgotha's hill. They say that that piece up on his back weighed probably 150, maybe 200 pounds. He was carried on his back and he was uphill all the way, been up all night long. Then they laid him on the the, the, the piece like this, and they put this piece on top and, uh, and, and fastened it together. They took the Lord and they crucified him, put his hands and his feet and crucified him to that particular cross. As that cross was laying down, they picked up that cross and they, about a six-foot hole for that cross to stand up in and him suspended between heaven and earth. And they took him and it, when it got to that hole and it started sliding down into that hole, six feet, there he is. This is a Roman crucifixion, and the only way that a Roman crucifixion, it wasn't designed, to, it was designed to make you suffer. It wasn't just like, okay, pull a gun out, execute, boom, you're done. This was a matter of execution. It was a matter of prolonging the pain. Jesus, the way they hung, you would have to pull up to get a breath, and then you'd hang down. And rest. Pull up on those feet. Get a breath. And hang down. You say, how do you know that's true? Because you remember, it was getting close to the high day Sabbath. And they didn't want criminals hanging on uh, outside the city on the Sabbath day. So they went to Pilate and said, we got to hurry up and get them down. We got to hurry the death along. So what you do, you break their legs so they can't pull up to breathe. And that's how you make them hurry up and die. And they went to one thief and they break his legs and they went to the other thief and they broke his legs and then they went to Jesus and he was already dead. Because the Old Testament said, not a bone of him shall be broken. That's right. Amen. But then we read one soldier 
I'm not sure what was going through his mind. He's dead. He cannot do any more harm to anybody. He takes a spear and thrusts it into his side. Forthwith comes blood and water. Suspended between heaven and earth. The son of God becomes the son of man so the sons of men could become the sons of God. But I ain't got to the message yet. That's all the introduction. Here's where I want to get to for the next hour and a half. While Jesus is hanging on the cross, watch, there are four soldiers. They took Jesus' clothes off of him. They took his clothes off of him and they parted it into four parts. Each soldier got a part. They did that with all the criminals. They just took what they had and divided among themselves. But when they come to the coat that the Lord had, it was seamless. They'd never seen anything like this. Very valuable. They'd never seen it. They didn't know where he got it. And they didn't want to cut it up. So they said, let's gamble for it. And so while Jesus, no doubt the blood is running down the crevices of the rocks and the crevices of the dirt, right down there where they were playing a game. Playing a game for the coat of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the soldiers there probably got some dice. They probably got it from Tunica. They probably got it from Tunica down there where they're trying to get something for nothing. Don't worry, I ain't going to preach right there. But if you want it, go work for it. Hallelujah. But if you want to go down there and you win, as long as you tithe on it, I ain't going to say nothing. We got a building to pay for. The devil's had it long enough. Might as well give it to the Lord. Somebody say amen right there. There's somebody rolls the dice. Rolls the dice. And all of a sudden they hear, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Did y'all hear anything? No, pay attention to the game. Whose turn is it? Roll the dice. In just a few minutes they heard, I thirst. Well, I said, you thirsty? I didn't say that. Pay attention. Whose turn is it? playing this game at the foot of the cross. While the Son of God is dying for the sins of the whole world. Now the picture that I painted you is bad enough. Some of the pictures you find on the internet, oh, it's awful. Some of the depictions that they, and that's, that's awful and it's painful. I'm going to tell you something that was more painful than that. It wasn't necessarily the cat of nine tails, though that was painful. It wasn't the nails in his hands and the feet, even though that was painful. What was painful to him? More than that, more than the nails, more than the cat of nine tails, more than the crown of thorns on his head, what was more painful than that was to have sin put on top of him. 
They're playing games at the cross. And all of a sudden, they hear something. A rumbling. It's a thunder. It's a rumbling. And all of a sudden, it got pitch black. In the middle of the day, 12 noon, Jesus hung on the cross from 9 a.m. to 3 in the afternoon. But about midday, when when the, the clock struck 12, it was almost like God had pulled the curtain closed. And the lights turned out. They couldn't even finish their game. You say, why did God turn the lights out? It's because God looked at his son and all of your sin, all of my sin was upon him. And God hates sin. And he turned his back on his own son. And when God turned his back, the son said, I ain't shining either. Shortly after that, the lights come back on. They say, oh boy, let's finish our game. Somebody roll the dice. And all of a sudden they heard, they heard him say, it is finished. Well, the soldiers looked at him and it's not, we're not done with the game. It ain't finished. Keep playing. Whose turn? It wasn't long after that. They hear something say, father into thy hands, I commend my spirit. It wasn't long after that that somebody won that coat. The winner. It was like bingo. It was like the the machine and all the lights and the bells and the whistles was going off. Somebody had won. But what did they lose? They won the coat while playing games at the foot of the cross. And that man, one of the soldiers walked down that hill. Son, he had that coat over the top of his shoulder. Boy, he was proud. But all that Bible still says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Give me just a few minutes and let me tell you this. Playing games at the foot of the cross. You say, preacher, that was 2,000 years ago. Oh, no, my friend, it still goes on today. While Jesus is hanging on the cross, I know he's not there now. I know he's risen from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But while the preaching of the cross is going on, people are still looking for entertainment elsewhere. I love to go to Disney World. I've been a couple of times maybe. I like all of that, and and that's all well and good. And some people, uh, we've got entertainment, and we spend more on entertainment than we do education. And and, uh, now we buy our kids these games because they need to be entertained. And, And now grown men, grown men. are finding themselves entertained till wee hours of the morning playing some stupid game. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And now we've got games. We've got entertainment. Now we've got game shows. Because everybody wants to be entertained these days. Because the attention span is so, so very small. 
that if you don't captivate the attention very quickly, you're going to lose it in about 10 minutes. And so now what has happened, the churches have had to turn into an entertainment center to get people to come and pay attention. Because people are still, 2,000 years later, are still playing church. Playing games at the foot of the cross where the blood, listen, ladies and gentlemen, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This soldier won something. But what actually did he win? Oh, he lost a whole lot more than what he won. And let me say to you today, neighbor, listen to me real good. You'll lose a whole lot more than what you win. You gain the whole world. And you'll lose your whole soul. Games, playing games at the foot of the cross, the place of the cross, Golgotha, we've already told you that. There was the place, the people of the Golgotha. There was uh, governmental people there, highfalutin people there. There were social failures there, two thieves on the cross. You ever thought about this? Let me give you something real quick right here. What time is it? Oh, it's preaching time. Hallelujah. You ever thought about this? It started in the Garden of Eden. God says, don't eat of that tree. You can have anything you want. Don't, that was mine. Do not eat of that one. Eve ate of it, gave it to Adam. Adam ate of it. They took something that didn't belong to them. They're thieves. They took something that didn't belong to them. So now we find it odd that when Jesus dies, he's suspended between two thieves. Because that's what brought it in. And God says, this is what will fix it. Ladies and gentlemen, when we strive to obtain the world, the chief priests and the scribes, uh, they were making fun of him. They were uh, uh, ridiculing him and saying he saved others. Let him save himself. Religious people, backsliders were there. There was a fellow backslider by the name of Peter. Y'all know him? Remember him? Can you relate to him? Somebody say amen right there. Oh, Peter. Peter warming himself by the fire afar off. Yeah, backsliders were there. But there was a, a bystander that was there. A centurion. We didn't read about it, but it's there, the centurion. All the things that said, the seven sayings of the cross, everything was said. And this Roman centurion looks up at the cross and says, truly, this must have been the Son of God. While they're playing games, he's recognizing and it's got his attention. The devil wants you to have your attention to playing games. The devil wants to. <laughs> Psalm uh, 19 says, verse 1, says something like this. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Day unto day, night and so on and so forth. The heavens declare the glory of God. You know why we don't see the glory of God no more? It's because we're not looking up, we're looking down. And the devil has got us captivated right here on a Sunday morning in Millsfield. The gospel's being preached. 
And there may be somebody checking their Facebook right now because they just, their attention span, they, uh, you start talking about this and they get uncomfortable and they'd rather be playing games. And are we preaching good right there? We need to look up. If those four soldiers would just look up, we're looking down. All the time we're looking down, and the devil knows exactly what he's doing. He's got our focus off of this Bible. He's got our focus off of the cross. He's got our focus off of what true church really is. The worship of God. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Playing games at the foot of the cross. Let me ask you a question. While Sammy's coming uh, to the piano and picking some suitable number of invitation, let me ask you something. Are you playing games? So, oh, no, preacher, my phone's, uh-uh, I ain't talking about your phone right now. Are you playing games with God? Are you playing games at the foot of the cross? When just, just right there beside you, the blood's probably flowing right by from the cross. And if you'll just stop, stop what you're doing and look up. There's a God on that cross that loves you. Romans 5, 8 says, but God commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That Bible says in Romans 3.10, there is none righteous, no, not one. Ain't nobody in this room any good. I wouldn't expect a lot of amens right there. I know. When babies are born, we start telling, oh, you're good, you're good, you're good. That's why they turn out to be devils. Hallelujah. None good, no, not one. Wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans says faith cometh by hearing. What you're doing right now. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. I say this, Sammy's playing. The Spirit's moving. I'm telling you, he's moving right now. And there's people in this room right now playing games at the foot of the cross. We come to church. Yes, preacher, I come to church. I, I did my duty. We'll give you a hand clap for that. Are you playing games? If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I remember, Linda will remember this. Growing up, my dad was a preacher. That's all I ever known is church. That's all I've ever known is church. I I grew up uh, knowing, I knew how to conduct a church service before I ever got saved. I remember getting, uh, of course, when I grew up, 
all the other ones were a lot older than me. So I grew up with, with people like Shane and Jeff and Brett and some of those uh, uh, that, that were closer to my age. My nieces and nephews were closer to my age and my brothers and sisters because I was an accident. I'd get one of them trash cans out in the living room. And me and Jeff and, and Shane and all that would be fussing and fighting and carrying on. And, and, and somebody would have an idea and say, let's play church. And I'd get one of them, the garbage cans had the lid that popped over. It was right my size. Boy, I'd put my Bible on that trash can lid. And I'd make them all sit down right here. And son, one of them would get up and lead the singing. And boy, I'd get up and just, I'm talking about rip their hides off, you know, and preach. And Linda had a beauty shop. Uh, and at her at her house, and Mama would get her hair done every Saturday. I was probably ten, eleven, twelve, something like that. I was banned from her beauty shop. <laughs> I'd pull over that little trash can while them ladies were getting their hair done. I'd get my Bible out. Linda'll tell you if, if I'm telling the truth. You look over right now, and she'll tell you if I'm telling the truth right now. I get my Bible out, and I'd preach to them ladies. They just looked like they needed it. <laughs> Linda told Mama, said, you can't bring him back on Saturday. He's running off all my customers. He's preaching on stuff that ain't even in the Bible. <laughs> I'd preach to them in the living room, all my nieces and nephews. And then somebody would say, I'm tired of playing church. And then we'd go back to fussing and fighting. Now, you thought I was being funny, but I'm still serious. Watch this. There's people that do that every Sunday. They play church. They go home, and we turn return back to, friend, stop playing games at the foot of the cross. Your soul depends on it. Let's all stand, all in the building. Who's coming to the altar right now? Don't wait. Who's coming? Somebody ought to be coming right now. Somebody ought to be coming right now to pray for somebody. Say, preacher, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you can know today. Some more coming? Come on.